Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How are you? Hello. Look at us all. Child protective. Uh, what was that about? <laughs> oh, sorry, we're not children. Take photos. Tag us, please. Yeah. No, sorry, don't. How is through. everyone feeling? We're great. We've been here all day. Was anyone at Louise's show earlier on? Woo! Didn't we steal it? <laughs> it was not, amazing. Yeah, I did especially well. <laughs> Lads, it's great to have you all. We appreciate you coming out so much. And uh, we've a load of disgusting shit for you here now tonight. And it's going to be great. Buckle on in. No, You're thanks right. really, though, for coming. Because yeah, no, uh, it was actually very um, frightening, frightening, nerve-wracking, embarrassing as the ticket sales. What are you talking about? Oh, no, oh. sorry. It was, yeah, it was bopping. <laughs> was it we just released? We released an extra few the other day. <laughs> Lads. Those ones. <laughs> How are you getting on? What do you have for us on this fine day? Well, the last time we did a show in Cork, I told the story of Ireland's missing women and oh someone came up to me afterwards and said that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really thought about like when you're putting together a live show, you have to be very considerate of like the topic. Okay. So I have Nazi Germany. Oh. <laughs> Just light touch. <laughs> Was anyone at the uh, uh, live show with the Missing Women Triangle? In the keynote. In the keynote. Anyone there? Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Are you all right? Are you all right? It was no, not missing. Clearly. Was Found. I see. We were close Great to, to tears. Back. On that one. What about you, Jen? I've got a load of weird people initially. I thought we'd kind of come in with lots of strangeness. Women, a woman ate her own mattress, etc. Uh, I brought Cokes and I do have a story about um, drunk animals. Oh, uh, you love to hear and it. And some yeah. visuals. And I have visuals. Oh. Yes. So let me start you off with this weird people. Everyone is weird, first of all. So no shade if you're doing your weird shit. And y- where are you going? 
Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. No, don't do that. That's awful. And she doesn't care. Not to worry. They're the deaf people we paid to fill up the seats. I just want to have one conversation about a woman called Jennifer in the US. You might have come across her. Okay. She is has an unusual issue with Name. mattresses in the, in that she's eating them. Non stop. Eating is she, mattress specifically mattresses. Does she have uh, an Emma? Yeah, is she eating shot. Emma? She's eating Emma. No, she's more Emmas specific. are very attractive as individuals. She wouldn't go near an Emma, be too much chew on it's it. So dense. What she's if after is the topper, the mattress topper. The thing that everyone periods onto. Yes. The oh. urine. Although no, she spoke in she's the She's getting her fucking iron. <laughs> she spoke in the interview about how she goes off them when they're too soaked. But wait till you hear what she does. So she was, it all began as a child in her heist, in her car seat and everything was fine and she was feeling around and just got a little taste a of, of the foam. The foam. Mm. Yeah. And thought that carried on through her life. Just normal amounts of foam was being eaten there. And the same way you'd eat a pencil the odd time or you might eat a bit of fool's cap. We've all done that, no? A bit of paper. That's Not a car seat or a mattress. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> so I think it's a texture thing. So she was at this and then it started to navigate into the one-seater sofa in the gaff and she ate the side off that and then she went to the bed. <laughs> and is she, go, is she like a filling woman only or does she do the, it's the, the material as it's well? It's the yellow foam yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's got a brother called Ben and Ben began to become suspicious where each his mattress was missing. <laughs> he was sinking slowly into his yeah, mattress, but yeah. the side of the couch was gone. <laughs> but not only that, what he was seeing in the loo was floating oh. bits of foam. Oh, of course. What goes And up? he was like, Jennifer, what's after happening here? Are you what's what are you doing? Taking the foam and putting it in the loo? Can you can you explain what's going on? And she fessed up. She was like, look, something weird's happening. I can't stop. I can't stop eating my mattress. I d I'm sorry. And he was like, that's fine. You seem fine and well. And she is fine and well. And you're thinking to yourself as you're kind of listening to her interview, uh, fine. She, what, who she who among us? But also, and she said she was healthy and well. And you'd believe her. Until she gets to the point where she's run out of mattresses in the gaff. So, at the, so she was after her mum's mattress. So she used to wait till her mum could get into the shower. <laughs> and she'd go down the hall. She'd hear the door open for the mum to leave the bedroom. <laughs> she'd be straight in. Yeah getting chunks, bringing them back to her bedroom, slowly yeah, hammering them, them in. Them, them, them. So she runs out. Why didn't out. you just buy it? Buy the stuff in bulk. I think that yeah, maybe there was like an excitement to the stealing element as well. And you probably are like, in. look, I'm going to stop. I'm going to have a little bit exactly. more and stop. And yeah. I'm going to get control of this. I'm going to get a handle exactly. on it. Yeah. Exactly. Until she noticed like Ben that the mattress as it was coming out of her was floating. It wouldn't flush away. Oh. And she said to herself, sure, I could rinse this off and go again. <laughs> no, she didn't. She literally said this on American television. <laughs> You're on TLC too much. I'm on TLC. And oh, I was, and every, and reduce, reuse, recycle. And it sort of ended. It's actually very like, sustainable over it. Yeah. And you know, the yeah. TLC interviewer was interviewing her and was like, we need more juice. And uh, somehow let's get sex into this. And uh, <laughs> there must have been a question that was edited out. And she, her answer anyway, is like, you know, I would to go for it after sex. Like have a bit of the mattress. Even these people are horrified. So yeah. she was like, paid. Somebody's going at their chair though. Yeah, yeah. Those chairs right. have a bit of foam in it. Those chairs look delicious. So she's hammering through the box <laughs> springs and the chairs and the bits of the car, and eventually at the end, she's just like, "Look, I'm hurting no one, and I'm feeling well." And we all agreed. That's it's just fine. what she's at. Okay, thank you. Wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> so then Kyle came into the picture and look, this isn't a weird thing at all. He's just had a preference for very elderly women who he would love to sleep with. 
cool. And that I thought was fine and not strange at all. And then it kind of, I got through that and I was like, you know, fine, Kyle, you do you. That's he fine. He liked the old, he liked the the taste of the dentures in his gob when he was doing the kissing. No. Yeah. That very like dentistry taste. Yeah. And That's no a deficiency. That's, it, is it? It must be. He liked the feeling <laughs> of crepey skin. And he liked hanging out with that ones. And that's all good and well. And I was like, this show's fine. But then what about this guy? Very, very unusual gentleman by the name of Mark. He was 20. He Is that the end of Kyle? I was just Did like, you Kyle, just I bring just him on mean. to kink shame him. Kind of. Yeah. I was like, that that's fine, Kyle. That's not strange. You just that's your preference. But Kyle Move is move on with your life. Kyle's a friend to us. I agree. Like, we're all heading that way. We all want it a could Kyle be more than a eventually. Friend to you guys. Well, thanks, Kat. With your crappy skin. Mark <laughs> is very unusual. Okay. Looks totally average in every way, except for the fact that he's in a relationship with 15 inflatable animals. <laughs> very, very odd. I not, the, uh, not the penguin attraction at that zoo. No. Oh, he would have been absolutely <laughs> Loads of people sent me that. that picture afterwards. It was absolutely brilliant. Then remember that zoo that was trying to pass off a load of inflatable penguins as, oh, a, as a penguin right. exhibit. <laughs> So in, in, are Mark's, they um, kind of like, they're is all it like a menagerie? Is there loads of different ones? Dragons. There's one dragon called um, Eleanor that he is his number one relationship. <laughs> and Mark individual. knows dragons aren't real. Yeah. He knows they're not real, but he's something about Eleanor's smile Sorry, and her large for a second eyes. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she's, a, she's an inflatable oh, woman. So anyway, he was going like on and that was all well and good. And I was like, you know what is interesting though? People with balloon kinks. And I yes. found a guy called Stephen. Who has a balloon king? It's always a Steve. Uh, Steve and his balloons, but he, Stephen got very interested in talking about how he would inflate them to sixty percent and go very hard at them. Is what he said. Did he put two together and like motorboat them? No, I think he was going after one. I'd say he's making some animals. That's someone eating the chair. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone more down here if you're finished that one. <laughs> Only a few. So Stephen's <laughs> hammering away at balloons. And that was all kind of understandable. But like, is he just kind of like, I he's just going feel in at them. In at them, but like you wouldn't get enough. Like, you would when you make a balloon animal dog. You know when you get those two sausage ones together. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah that's that what he makes doing. sense. But she's saying he's just going at a round one. So everything is fine in the privacy of your own home, Stephen. I think Steve has never like fully explored the capabilities but of his wait, penis. There's more, and like he thinks what he's doing is is it. Like, someone needs to introduce a second balloon and be like, look, you can do the whole shaft. Oh. Like, he's just, just yeah. the tipping. He's just constantly just the just tip. banging it off. Yeah, it. that's what it sounds like. I feel like he was the kind of guy, when I was looking at him, that he would have tried to. Oh, he'd have investigated heavily. He started to feel guilty anyway by pounding away on his balloons, and he decided to go into balloon Degrading rescue. Degrading the balloons. Balloon re sorry, balloon rescue. He's getting heavily involved in balloon rescue, so... He, so he goes around. Chocolate. He's in America. <laughs> what they do in the car sales places is they put up, you know, big fancy balloon displays. Oh yeah. And what he does is, when the, the heat of the sun, he's in Texas, starts hurting the balloons. He goes away and gets in the night and fills his car with them to bring them home. <laughs> to hammer away at them there. So the bottom line here is that everything's fine. But if That's you choose not fucking. That's the balloon trafficking that he's I doing. I think so. That's not fucking adopt a balloon. You're right. He's not helping Thinks them. Thinks he's helping them. He's they trafficking, them, trafficking them into his fucking sex den. So Stephen's sex den is like the family, is like his ma it's so marital squeaky. bedroom. Imagine the static. Yeah. You couldn't touch I'd Stephen. I'd say they're well lubricated. <laughs> 
Steve's pubes are just like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so that's just a tidbit to get us all moist for the main event. But <laughs> I don't know why... Sorry, we've come all this way to slag your accents. <laughs> it's unintentional, you. you know, when you ride somewhere and it starts Can't assimilating. Stop. Hi, boy. Are you langer? <laughs> so they I, will leave. They will so leave. people do be... I'm half cork. That's true. You're I'm alive. actually full cork. Yeah. Uh, People are like, what? That's you being rejected. You <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't want me. Yeah. They don't want that fucking Jackine. So fucking eat whatever you want. Fuck a balloon? Yeah. Have at it. Okay, thank you. So um, are you done now? Well, I've got the other bit later. Okay, great. Um, a man eating a canoe. <laughs> so, is it a man eating it's a canoe? canoe or is he fucking canoe. a canoe? Because that's way too big a hole. <laughs> You're a, you'll want to fuck this guy with a canoe at the end of my story. <laughs> Great. Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Um, we were saying that me. we need to throw our support behind the Nazis. We because weren't. they're a minority now. Which is fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, big Aryan over there. We're like, we just need to support them. We just need to row in and listen to their ideas. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help that they like me. <laughs> like, you were literally a wet dream. Nazis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so come with me back to Nazi Germany and a family feud. Do we have to? I mean, it sounds great. Be nice to me on stage. (laughs) So it's a family feud and you've probably already somehow taken a side and not known it. So Adolf Dessler. (laughs) Sorry, does anyone remember the Campbell's thing? (laughs) Big soup. (laughs) What was that again? You thought his name was gambles or something it was two does anyone remember that did i have a a fever dream the family who tried to a family of nazis who had tried to name their kids adolf hitler campbell and jen got confused and thought campbell's soup was a nazi (laughs) um adolf dassler he began making shoes in 1924 in his mother's kitchen shortly after returning home to his village of now bear with bear with Hertz Ogunawara. Oh, it's there's got to be some German here. Is there any German people? Yes. Whoa, oh, no. Oh, right there. All right, how oh. do we go? How do we say it? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that is perfect, is what she said. For anyone who can't hear, she said, well done, you stick with it. Um, so, after World, so he was there after World War I, and his business was doing well, so much so that he's brought his brother, Rudy Dassler, um, into the business. So Shy Adolf Addy was the creative force. The creative force. <laughs> <laughs> and brains behind the business, while Rudy was the extroverted salesman. You know, we all need one of those. So the Dassler brothers' main goal at this early stage of the company was to get their shoes on the feet of athletes, right? Not horses. Not horses. <laughs> But athletes, and they believed if an athlete won a race wearing their shoes, it would help like authenticate the product and would bring them great fame. And they were right. So the chance came in the 1928 Olympics in Amsterdam when a German distance runner, Lena Radek, not only won the 800 meter race in a pair of um, their shoes, but she set a new world record. So great excitement for the Dassler brothers. And then they gained further acclaim in the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin. So Adi put their shoes to athletes from several different nations. And it was an American called Jesse Owens who had the Olympics of his life in a pair of Dassler brother track shoes. He became like the big catalyst for the company. 
There was seven gold, five silver, and five bronze medals were won by athletes wearing Dassler shoes nice. in that Olympics, right? Four gold medals by this fella Owens alone. So huge. On the outside, companies doing phenomenally well. The Dassler brothers, huge hit. But inside the company, things were crumbling. So the das as the Dassler brothers were building out their shoe company, the Nazi party were trying to take control of Germany, as we all know our history very well. Um, in 1925, just when the brothers were forming Dassler, the other Adolf, Hitler, um, declared the, obviously, the, the National Socialist German Workers' Party uh, with himself as the leader. And by 1933, he was the German chancellor. And the brothers joined the Nazi party and remained members until the end of the war. They were like, let's get in behind this guy. Making the uniforms. Well, they started making the uniforms in the factory and they started making other things in the factory. So initially during the war, the factory continued to produce track shoes. But in 1941, they were ordered to produce um, pairs, like 10,000 pairs of shoes a month for the regime. Things were not uh, good between the brothers and their wives either. They all decided to live together, including Addie's wife, who was just a teenager. And she was very much trying to get involved in the business. She was trying to interfere with business matters, although she was only 16 years of age and had no experience. So this really pissed off Rudy. So, like I know she's sorry. a child and we don't support marrying children. Yeah. But also imagine being married to a teenager. <laughs> the heart that goes would out be to fucking annoying. Yeah. Absolutely. One of those little interns coming in little and married and trying to run the Dassler Brothers shoe company. No. So um it was the feud between the two brothers was getting was getting significant. But then Addy was drafted in 1940, but he was given a deferment because he was needed to run the factory. But then when Rudy was drafted in 1943, he blamed Addy for his draft. And he was like, you know, you've dubbed me in and I have to go. Why can't, basically, why can't I stay and make the shoes? I don't want to go to war. But he had to go off because he wasn't deemed to be as important his role was that sales kind of salesy role but they were flat out making mm. shoes for the regime so it's not rudy das it's adidas that was the big reveal so <laughs> oh no i fucking blow your load i'm so sorry was it such a reveal <laughs> i saw a quip and i went with it <laughs> well so thanks for coming to Cork. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a great time. Um, I mean, where do I go from here, guys? Well, they were Nazis, Adidas. No, <laughs> keep going. Shut up, you're joking. So, the, the teenager, the intern, or something? the Rudy. So Rudy goes off to. Rudy has to go off to war, and he's really pissed off, and he's demanding that Addy keep him informed about every business decision. Um, and he wanted his wife to act as the deputy, which Addy was like, absolutely not. No wives. I am, I'm running this company here. I want you to fuck off. But the things between the brothers continue to get worse and worse. Um, in one letter, Rudy wrote to Addy saying, I will not hesitate to seek the closure of the factory so that you will be forced to take up occupation that will allow you to play the leader and as a first-class sportsman to carry a gun. So he's so pissed off that he's at war and Addy's back at home in the factory, so much to the point that he is willing to close the factory down and have his brother 
be sent off all to the toys out of the pram mm. so many like just he's, he's they're so pissed off right six months after that the factory is taken over as part of the total war shortest campaign and they're forced to stop producing shoes and instead begin producing weapons particularly this shoulder rocket launcher that would be used to take out shaped <laughs> it was like one of those t-shirt shoulder. cannons yes this would be a good time to gushy out your timeouts um <laughs> so uh rudy was was still trying to take back control of the factory um from adi and he was trying to persuade members of the nazi party to use the factory to produce boots for shoulder for soldiers instead of you know Ooh. weapons and yeah. stuff and they have more stuff for shoes yeah yeah like I but feel like just, they were probably trying to incorporate like eyelets and laces into, yeah. uh, you know, it's our specialist weapons. <laughs> they were they just, try, I think it was just like they took up whatever space and workers and factories and stuff that they could. I don't know. Ask the German. Um, <laughs> she said, I'm right. Um, so Rudy's still trying to take it over and he's trying to convince the Nazis to go, you know, to change the factory back to boots. His plan fails and in a kind of pissed off state, he goes AWOL from his post in Poland just days before the Soviets liberated it. Um, And he then, when he returns back to... He was (laughs) arrested. So soon after the war ended, Rudy returned and was um, quickly arrested by American troops who suspected that he worked for the SS. So Adi and his wife testified at the denazification panel that Rudy was part of the SS and he was imprisoned for a year, leaving Adi to run the factory. Oh my God. Yes, there's so much like infighting and shit there. But Adi didn't get off scot-free. So they required that Adi not operate the shoe fact, not operate the business Dastler. So once again, Rudy was like, this is my chance to regain power. And he told the panel that it was Adi all along who masterminded the weapons production for his own profit. Um, But the panel didn't buy it and they sided with Adi and gave him full ownership of the Dassler factory in 1947. This is like Liam and Noel. Very similar. So the false testimony... We just want them to get along. Yeah. And I mean, Noel has to stop it sounds, singing. It sounds like it would be appropriate for these guys to just part ways. Maybe stop living in the house together. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. get a little bit of alone time. Just a bit of distance. Just a bit of separation. Never did anyone any harm. So with the false testimony from Rudy um, and the testimony from Adi, the family infighting just was like at an all-time high. And it led to this irreparable rupture rupture for the entire Dassler family and ultimately the company. I'd say the group chat was very tense. Very tense. Coming up to the final rupture. Yeah, so by 1940... Rudy has left the chat. Rudy has left the chat. (laughs) Well, he is in prison. Um, So by 1948, Dassler was officially split, moving its assets and employees into one of two competing operations located on opposite sides of the river that flowed through Herzegovina. <laughs> Adi renamed his business Adidas. What? Wow. Oh, I knew, believe it. There you go. Combining his first and last name. Um, and Rudy did the same, dubbing his Ruda, although later changed to Puma. 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 You were right. 
<laughs> I did. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Two so, Nazis. Two Nazis, and soon most of the town citizens were employed by one factory or the other, either Adidas or Puma, and the siblings' rivalry, like intense rivalry, spread throughout the entire town. <laughs> and it's so, just like keep remembering. This is just about shoes. It's rivalry <laughs> in post-war it's Germany. Such a, it's big it's such a nerd rivalry. My shoes. Well, My yeah. shoes have stripes. It's Your shoes has a puma. Stupid. So Puma's fast. Which do you prefer? I'm well. I'm not, not like going to say we're... now that I like them. They're big Nazis. Which Nazi do you prefer? Come on. I do like a tracksuit, and Adidas were like very, very. I always liked Himmler. Oh here. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Um, <laughs> So back to the yeah, feud what, in the town. Plan? Wait, tell them about your old email address. <laughs> oh no, we had to change your Instagram <laughs> handle. <laughs> when I was trying to become an, an author of books and I was like, I need to have cohesion across all my social media uh, platforms. I had to. And uh, so I was trying to, you know, again, when you're trying to get the thing that no one else has, <laughs> would you believe? No one had Sophie White rights. <laughs> You had that unknowing. Well, I know. I I took it on visually because fine, I was visually but a not, I wasn't hearing it. I think you ended one episode by saying Sophie White writes, and we were like, "That has to change." Yeah. <laughs> Promptly, <laughs> Sophie White whoop. <laughs> um, so back to the town. The rivalry is so intense that if someone worked for one company, they weren't allowed to socialize with the employees of the other. Marrying across companies was strictly forbidden. Oh my god! But you know, it'd be so hot. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking. Where is be... where is that Baz Luhrmann film? Like, <laughs> um, so residents only shopped in the stores on the same side of the factory that they worked in, where they were employed. Um, so within the family, the sisters sided with Addie and the mother sided with Rudy. Um, oh, god, so it was like totally split down the middle. Now, this is very like the North Side Divide in Cork. Yeah. Any Nari's in? Any Nazis? Oh, it's like a few. Hello. <laughs> oh, she's here. Get her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's an immigrant. Every, everyone relax. <laughs> so the town earned the nickname the town of bent necks because residents <laughs> habit, their habit of looking at each other's shoes to figure out where you're allowed to be friends with them or whether yeah. you're allowed to talk to them or not, um, which is gas. Now, Ultimately, Adidas completely outshone Puma. So uh, thanks to Adi's creativity and technical acumen, um, you know, they, they did really well in the 1954 World Cup. They invented the, the, a football boot that was half the weight of other boots and re had removable screw-in spikes. So Good that was just them. like innovation. And then they released the tracksuit, which was, they were like one of the first sports brands to do the two-piece tracksuit. Um, and they became so popular in the US. How did they shake the Nazi connection? They didn't. <laughs> so why didn't anyone know about it? Because I hadn't told you till now. Oh. <laughs> but we also and know then, after the war, like everyone was upset until it suited them to have a Nazi. Oh, so I the see. Americans took the Nazis for their eugenics That's program. Right. Yeah. People loved the shoes. Run DMC, so it was like, we the hate the Nazis, except when it suits us. Mm. Yeah, so they, um, Adidas became ultimately incredibly popular. Puma were not that far behind, but by like 
2020, I think the worldwide sa sales of Adidas are 22.4 billion. Holy shit. Puma's really slacking with 5.9 billion. Neither company is owned by anybody associated with the family. And in the early 90s, the town put their differences aside and had a friendly match between the two factories. In the 1990s? Yes, it went on for such a long time and they finally ended the feud. Oh, sorry, not the, the fi feud finally ended in 2009 when the employees of each company had a friendly match. When the brothers died in 1970, they were buried at opposite sides of the cemetery in the town. <laughs> so immature. So immature, but I kind of admire the commitment to it. <laughs> I really do. So there you go. Anybody wearing Adidas is and sadly a Nazi. Pumas. <laughs> yes. A You're of just Nazis a big there. bunch of Nazi Love supporters. It. And there you go. For you. Thank you, Cass. You're welcome. Jeez, I've never heard that. No, no. Fascinating stuff. Some people might remember this happening because it was 2010 and it was Clondalkin. And okay, we're not in. I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. We're beyond the pale. Uh, Clondalkin is a place in Dublin. It's in. It's near. Lu it's near Lucan. They do know geography. City West. <laughs> basically, Dublin is a city. <laughs> this story could be basically summed up as Clondalkin's gonna Clondalkin. Uh, a man was presented with the gift of a wallaby at his thirtieth birthday party at a hotel in Dublin's Liffey Valley. Oh. Um, while Skippy the Bush Kangaroo played. What? Wow. Um, Where did they get a wallaby? Lambay so Island. They yes. had to, the, apparently very easy to get a hold yeah, of. There's yeah, there's loads of wallabies now, in Dublin. Though the plot thickens. <laughs> so um, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo was playing and uh, this didn't go down well at all. Um, and partygoers um, were denying that it was given ecstasy and booze. <gasps> Um, so, uh, Gardy were investigating. So the 30 year old man whose party it was said, to be honest, I didn't have a clue it was coming. <laughs> I wasn't happy with it coming. Uh, I thought the party would have to be canceled. It came in and it went back out and I've no idea where it went or where it came from. And the police came down and said the thing was on drugs and everything, <laughs> but no way was it after taking ecstasy and drink. <laughs> Which sounds very much like no way was I parting with ecstasy Absolutely and drink no for way. a fucking wallaby. Anyway, a circus was in town, just 500 meters from the hotel. Oh, was the so fingers began pointing at Alexander Schull, the man who runs the circus, and he said he denied vehemently that he had anything to do uh, with the wallaby. Um, there had been confusion. So the Guardian and the DSPCA all got involved. And the thing that happened was that at this birthday party, there was um, cameras, as there would be, and videos and photos seemed to make it up onto Facebook. And that was what first alerted everyone to the fact that it happened. And um, so uh, there was confusion about whether the Wallaby was escorted off the hotel premises um, or if it had left of its own volition. <laughs> And um, the clarion in Liffey Valley said they were horrified by what happened. And the general manager said, we don't condone it. <laughs> and we don't think it's acceptable. So he really went out on a limb there to <laughs> condemn the people behind this terrible incident. 
And um, do you remember Alexandra Schull? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did they steal it or did he, he lease it out? Well, so people were accusing him of like leasing it out. And the thing was that the previous October, Alexandra Schull had been at the center of a llama drama oh. um, when five llamas and three goats escaped from a compound and ran uh, out onto the M50. Um, causing eight kilometer tailbacks. I love the way like that they're immediately concerned about the traffic. Yeah. It's yeah. not the llamas. So the llama drama started. Shoal claimed that it was that this, he blamed it on a delivery driver saying that he'd left the gate to the compound open. But then um, David Duffy of Duffy Circus <laughs> said, uh, there have been a number of incidents over the years where elephants have been let loose and camels let loose on main roads. I do feel like we would have heard, no? Is it just a bit of PR but for he, the circus? He was like, this is a stunt. Marketing stunt. This is a PR stunt. But um, Alexander Schull maintained that he had nothing to do with the wallaby at the party, despite being the manager of Sydney Circus, which was currently located 500 meters from the party. And um, he said... Um, like his story was that um, the wallaby in the club that night was a man dressed in a kangaroo suit. Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> yes. And when he was asked how clubbers could make that mistake, he said, you know how the Irish drink? <gasps> they can see anything. If they see a dog, they say it's a pig. Uh, people drink and they don't see in the nightclub. The light is very funny. The kangaroo with the man inside it was in the nightclub bouncing around. It looks like a kangaroo because it bounces like a kangaroo. They thought the man in the kangaroo suit was a real kangaroo. And I say, absolute no way. I don't think Uncanny. so, Alexander. I don't think there's any amount of, of drinking drugs that'd have you mistaken <laughs> for Stephen in it's that. It's really Except the feet that give it away. It's the feet that get very unrealistic feet. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely realistic small head. He's got actually the kind of, you know, the kind of Mittens. Kardashian prototype. Yes. Yeah, he does. Of beauty ideals, doesn't mm. he? Yeah, very Kim K. Oh, anyway. So, what a, what a tale. Well, Alexander was run off the island. He left. There was some charges about, um, as charges in England as well about him. Uh, I just know, you messing. know. Bit of messing. He's messing. He's constantly messing with yeah. animals. And oh. then also after... Um, not Llama Drama, but like Wallaby Gate, um, photos surfaced of Alexander at a nightclub holding a wallaby <laughs> from just about four months previously. Now and they that were is like damning. Strong rapid. So that is Drunk Animals. Thank, thank you. you. That's our show. Thank you, thank Sophie. Thank you. And thank you for coming. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.